Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Guys with Bibles. I am Scott. And I'm Lee. And today, we're going to be back in Ephesians, and we are going through verses 7. Um, we have already went through chapter 4, 1 through 6, and so we're going to be touching base back on verse 7. And hopefully, we'll see where we land today. So, uh, that's where we're going. We're not going to give you an end point because we don't know where we're going to end. So we're just, we're shooting from the hip. We just know that we're going to end at the end of chapter six at some point. Yes. Yes. That's, we should be finished with Ephesians soon. In, Lord in, in willing. In three years. Yes. Lord willing. But, um, all right. So chapter four, verse seven, uh, we'll go ahead and read uh, 7 through 9. Lee, if you want to go ahead and read. I'd love to. That way they can hear your lovely voice. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> um, okay, Ephesians 4, 7 through 10. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Now, this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also had descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is himself also he who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. This ends the reading. Boom. Okay, so so we get into a lot of uh, ascended, descended, um, mm-hmm. coming, coming to the earth, going into the heavens. Um, Lee... If I were to guess that this, if I were to just be reading this part of the passage of chapter four, I would immediately believe this is referring to Christ's incarnation. Correct. I would say you're correct on that. Boom. You know, I think I think we could all go along with that. <laughs> um, this so, is a good Christology passage. Right. Right. And I think that this is a perfect. Uh, Christology passage, I, but this does not mean, so like when it says he also had descended into the lower parts of the earth, this does this does not mean <laughs> that Christ descended into the depths of hell, right? I, I don't think that's what Paul's talking about, no. Um, good, good, I'm glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> and... <laughs> because I've, I've heard, I've heard that, um, that phrase or uh, 
that uh that Jesus throne, went to hell. Yeah, Jesus went to hell, you know, he descended into the bowels of hell, yada yada, blah right. blah blah. When there's literally no scriptural reference to that ever happening. Um which is which is very interesting. And I've went yeah. through I went through a couple classes at uh Grand Canyon and I had a couple professors um who have corrected me on that statement where because I was I was a believer that yeah, Christ after Christ died, he went down into hell and brought back all those from the old testament who were waiting, you know, mm. in limbo mm-hmm. and brought them back up to heaven with them. You know, in limbo. So, 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 you know, I, I was glad that I was corrected and yeah. I didn't yeah. go on preaching that, that false statements and look like a complete utter fool, uh, like I normally right, do. Right. Cause there's, so. there's a difference between that and Jesus, um, Jesus being in the tomb for three days. And I think part of the confusion comes from the, the unhelpful translation in the uh, in the Apostles' Creed, where it says most versions say he descended into hell, but in the original Greek, at least the the earliest Greek version of the Apostles' Creed that we have, it doesn't say hell. It's Hades, and Hades is the 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 word Hades is the New Testament equivalent for Sheol in the Old Testament, which would it's not hell because technically hell isn't open yet. This is sort of the holding place of the dead. So it's basically saying he descended into Hades is just saying that Jesus was, he did expire and was in the grave for three days. And that's why so, it says on the third day he rose again. Right, right. So he he laid down in Hades and rose again. It's not that he went and snatched up a bunch of people out of hell and took them back and ascended with them, like some people have said. It's simply a way of saying that he died. He died as the way men die. Right, right, exactly. So Which it, is it, it's great and turned great. into something totally different. I like how you tr- you translated that. That was really good. Thank and you. Uh, I, so I credit Doug Wilson with that. Hey, boom. So so he didn't pay a ferryman two gold shillings <laughs> or anything like that. So that's yeah, good. that's Greek myth. Yeah. <laughs> or or the so. thing that, the thing you said about him grabbing people out of limbo. That's basically the, I forget if it's Buddhist or Hindu, I think it's Buddhist, uh, where where people can hang out in a place called the Bardo. No, I'm sorry, I think it's a Hindu belief. I should have looked this up. But where it's basically like a, a nothing space, but where, right. where souls are conscious. And that's basically the way some people have taught what Jesus did while he was in the grave. See, that's um, crazy. I, I, so, I so guess I... I guess you just don't understand um, that certain teachings were just completely out of context, you know, and just brought forth out of just nothing. Um, But anyways, we look at verse 7. It says, But to each one of us uh, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. So... What was what is what is what is happening here, Lee? What's going on right here? Well, I think a couple things are happening. Um, one of them is obviously the grace given in salvation. Um, that uh, out of what Christ did on the cross, 
him living a perfect life, him dying a death he didn't deserve, but rather we deserved, out of that grace um, he's given us new life and reconciliation with God. We have that, but I think, um, and maybe this is a bold thing for me to say, but uh, I think some of these gifts are what he's going to enumerate later in subsequent verses that we won't have time to get to today, but gifts to the church. So right. not only okay. has he bestowed individual salvation to his people, but he's also given gifts um, in the church for our growth, our edification, our sanctification. Right. Awesome. Awesome. I like how you said that. that's really good. And then in, in verse 8, it says, Therefore it says, When he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Whoa. And, of course, we're reading this in the NASB, so this has the set-off text that shows that this is an Old Testament reference. Yes. Now, where is this reference coming from in verse 8? Psalm, Psalm 68. 68, verse 18, right? Yep, verse 18. Let's see. Psalm 68, verse 18. So I have it right here. Okay, well, you go ahead and read it there, Lee. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to start in 17, if that's all right. Go ahead. Uh, the chariots of God are myriads, thousands upon thousands. The Lord is among them as at Sinai in holiness. You have ascended on high. You have led captive your captives. You have received gifts among men, even among the rebellious also, that the Lord God may dwell there. This ends the reading. So, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, way to go. So, what? what is it? What is it? Uh, Paul trying to pull out of the Old Testament so that um, the church of Ephesus can come to an understanding with this 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 text from the Psalms. What what is he trying to say? Well, right this here? is a famous Psalm of the uh, the mightiness and sovereignty of God. So this is a Psalm all about God's. Um, righteous um, destruction of his enemies and his righteous um, benevolence toward his people. So really right here we're we're talking about Mount Sinai when when he when God um, kind of took his seat on Mount Sinai when he's delivering the law. So God it says the chariots of God are myriads, thousands upon thousands. He's a conquering king. Um, and he ascended, and he, he took captives, but he gave gifts as well. Right. So we're seeing t- kind of two sides of the holy God. One who has no problem taking captive um, the wicked and punishing them properly, but then also giving gifts to the people that he's shown his grace to. Right, and I believe that what what we're seeing here is a, a parenthetical analogy to show how Christ received the right to bestow the spiritual gifts, um, mm-hmm. seen in verse 7, as we see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then Psalm 68 is a victory hymn composed by David to celebrate God's conquest um, of the Jebusite city of Jerusalem and the triumphant ascent of God up to Mount Zion. Um I think Boom. that, yeah, I think this is really what it's about. And this is showing how, with God, we are 
we are attaining we're we are to attain victory through god you know we are going to god's going to be victorious and that's what i think he's trying to uh um reiterate to the uh, to the church of ephesus that Mm -hmm. christ is victorious he has climbed the mountain of victory um and I think that's what Paul is trying to reiterate to uh, the understanding of the Church of Ephesus. Um, and also, into- he's he's super yeah, clever, too, because he's chosen this passage talking about ascending, and he's using the logic of that passage to make an argument about Christ, because how can you ascend if you're God? How can you ascend if you haven't already descended? So right. he's going to point to Christ with this, obviously in the next in the next verse that how can god ascend if he hadn't already descended exactly. so he's he's drawing a very particular picture of who god is and how god works um, right by by showing his eminence he's among his people and he ascended as well so he descended and ascended right and i i actually looked at this uh john MacArthur in his notes on Verse eight. Hang on, let me turn to it again. Um, let me get here. He said, I, "I found what he said right here was very was was spot on. I thought it was just perfect." And I totally. He's pretty up. good at being spot on. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Here he says, um, "After such a triumph, by using uh, this phrase from Psalm sixty-eight." Um, this was to give a picture. After such a triumph, the king would bring home the spoils and the prisoners. Here Paul depicts Christ returning from his battle on earth back into the glory of the heavenly city with the trophies of his great victory at Calvary. So mm. that right there, I, I was like, boom, that is, that is amazing right there. He descended into earth as man. Um, in the flesh of man um, and he claimed his victory at Calvary by conquering death in the grave and returned to his heavenly throne in victory I mean that's awesome yeah I think I was like wow that is spot on I couldn't have said it better and I think that was amazingly well put so I just wanted to share that part yeah that's, that's really good um Wow! Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm 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 having to I'm having to come to grips with it before I, I make my own point. <laughs> uh, so so Paul here I, I I wanted to make note of this because I when I was studying this I thought this was interesting. So he he kind of he kind of turns the quote a little bit on that third line where it says and he gave gifts to men because uh-huh. in Psalm sixty eight it says you have received gifts among men, saying that just like you said the the trophies um that god has received the trophies which are the but what's interesting is is paul's kind of finishing out the story in light of christ yes god certainly did receive the spoils um the jesus did receive the people that he covenanted with the father and the holy spirit in the covenant of redemption yes jesus did get those spoils that he was promised in that covenant but those spoils were then given as gifts to the people that were reconciled so it's like this beautiful like um circle being drawn here 
Jesus receiving the gifts that he was that he was promised because of his faithfulness, his good work as the mediator between God and men, as the perfect and final sacrifice. And what does he do? He doesn't sit on his laurels. Yes, he ascended to the right hand of God the Father Almighty, but he gave those gifts to his people that he ransomed. Right. Really yeah. incredible story of generosity there from God I, to man. I really like how he said uh, right right above right above where you were, you were focusing on where he said he led a captive he led captive a host of captives mm-hmm. he led captive a host of captives and and he said right here uh, through his crucifixion and resurrection Christ conquered Satan and death and triumph and returned to God those who were once sinners and prisoners of Satan. He distributed the spoils throughout his kingdom. After his ascension came all the spiritual gifts empowered by the Spirit who was then sent to believers. The Holy Spirit was the gift. That was the gift. I mean, that was our gift. I mean, we we received Christ. Um, The gift was the Spirit of God. And he promised he'd send it. Our gift is a person. (laughs) Right, which is crazy when you think about it, because that's not how we think of gifts. But absolutely, the Holy Spirit Himself is a gift indwelling us. But through Him, we get all sorts of gifts. You know, grace upon grace, as it says in John. Right. He He gives us understanding. He gives us um, a pathway to communicate with God without going to the temple. Um, and I mean that that is there are so many gifts within the Holy Spirit that we don't understand and we seem as a church to neglect um, oh yeah the Holy Spirit so much so reformed believers I think we neglect the Holy Spirit to an extent because we are afraid of it becoming more charismatic or mm-hmm. um, or we become consumed in the 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 Holy Spirit movement that is so widely um, taken, yeah, out abused and taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I believe it's used for more of a financial gain in today's society rather than um, coming to an understanding of who the Holy Spirit truly is and his true purpose within a believer's life and journey through salvation yeah 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 no they've they've put their their own uh, stamp their own trademark on the holy spirit and sent it out to do their work so yeah i think i think there are a lot of there are a lot of people in the reformed camps the calvinist camps of different stripes who are, I think, a little reticent to talk about the Holy Spirit and, and talk about reliance on the Holy Spirit uh, for fear of being mislabeled. Um, but the Holy Spirit's not in anybody's box. Yeah. And, yes, there are people who teach the work of the Holy Spirit wrongly, but that that shouldn't stop us from, from boldly proclaiming the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the Christian. We may debate a little bit about how that works out what it looks like what it sounds like but we yeah we definitely shouldn't shy away yeah and i think we need to um come to a better understanding of who the holy spirit is um and i I believe a lot of us were afraid to 
um, accidentally slip into blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and and I, I I fully I fully feel your pain, you know, and I I don't I don't want to. Uh, don't worry. That's it's a good not, thing it's, to be it's definitely about, something I struggle with. I'm sure other people struggle with as well. And I I just see us neglecting the Holy Spirit to a point where we have completely almost rid him of his position um, within the Godhead. Mm-hmm. You, do you know what I mean? I, I'm not yeah. saying that we have, but I'm saying that we have pretty much almost, almost laid him aside to where... He is a subordinate, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's not I just, good. We have and, the Trinity for a reason. We need exactly. to celebrate the Trinity. And I think we need to all come to a better, better understanding of who the Holy Spirit is, what he without without falling into a charismatic point of view. Um, can can the Holy Spirit be a charismatic point of view where you get a little kind of um, a little high on some Holy Spirit time, you know. I mean, I'm sure you could, you know. And you know, I guess, I guess if that's where the Holy Spirit leads you, you know, God bless you. I mean, I'm all in, you know. But uh, I just, I want us to be careful, and I want us to, um, to go in with a clear mind to come to a better understanding of the third person in the Godhead. And I think that is very important for not only our walk, but our journey as well in understanding who God is, if we come to a better understanding of the Godhead itself. Yeah, if I could piggyback on that a little bit. um, You tear it up. Yeah, uh, so yes, we definitely definitely need to have a a more robust understanding of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Um, But I, I think in the church, and we see it a lot, we have many people have a deficient understanding of the second person of the trinity the holy spirit and one of i think this section one of the strengths of this section is that in a short amount of time really in one verse verse nine we get a really good basis for knocking down some of the cultish views of christ or the false christs out there um there are cults that say that that jesus was a glorified man so um there really have been various ones. I don't really want to name them, but basically they were saying that Jesus was a man who attained enlightenment or um, or was a good teacher who um, was taken up as one of the one of the the holy prophets or whatever. So they they can't say that he descended because they want to claim that he was simply a man. Then there's other people, and uh, the Gnostics were were bad about this. Um, or, or some of the heretics within the church that denied the humanity of Christ um, would not agree that he did descend, that he was on the earth in a non-corporeal form, that he didn't have a human body, he didn't have a human will, um, he didn't grow up as a child and, you know, visit the temple. You know, they would have to rip parts out of the scriptures to make that fit. But right. within orthodoxy, we have to we have to know Jesus is eternally co-eternal and co um, co-divine with the Father and the Spirit. That He descended to the earth as a man, very God, a very God, very man, truly God, truly man, lived 
perfectly, died the death he did not deserve, but rather we deserved, and then ascended. He left an empty tomb. We can't be, say, um, the Muslims that say that he um, swooned on the cross or he got swapped out and somebody else took his place on the cross and he never actually died um, and didn't ascend. He didn't uh, ascend back and uh, sit at the right hand of the Father. He did. We can't deny that. He was, he was in heaven. He descended, lived righteously as a man, died, and ascended back into heaven. Anybody who deviates from that course of events has an errant Christology, and I would say doesn't know the true Christ. Right. I would have to agree. It'd be a, they'd be a Christ denier. Boom. That was one of the big things I took when I was studying this passage, is that this is such a very clear and concise Christological statement that we shouldn't miss. And unfortunately, I think there are a lot of people in the church who maybe just out of not being taught may actually mess up in this category, not truly not understanding the concept. But it's really, I mean, it's really important. You know, we need to know who, who Jesus is, the true Jesus is. We need to know who God the Father is, and we need to know who God the Holy Spirit is. Then it, it, these aren't hard questions. You know, this is why we have the scriptures, because God is introducing himself to us in the pages of Scripture, telling us enough about who he is so that we so we know. We know who we're praying to, that we know right. who saved us. I, I say amen. I really have nothing left to add to that. So, uh, <laughs> so I think we will pause there, and I think we will pick this back up next week. And uh, I think I like it. I think we'll leave the listeners to uh, meditate and ponder on that. Hopefully, uh, it gives them the rest of their week to kind of toss that around in their mind, find out if they actually truly know. You know, who is the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. What do I know yeah. about Him? You know, challenge um, yourself. What it, exactly? Let's let's look deeper. You know, let's get let's get let's get let's get our hands dirty and let's make our minds kind of hurt. You know, toss our grow those roots a little deeper. Exactly. It's not gonna it's not gonna hurt. And, and I I want to I want to ask you guys to really unanchor yourselves from the the belief system that you hold. Um, let let your let your belief system kind of be kind of mangled as you're reading through here um as as you go through some struggles that if it goes against what you believe kind of kind of find out why why does this go against what i believe Mm -hmm. you know i want you to understand why you believe what you believe and why you believe it and why is it true for you so um let's let's definitely dive deeper look into it get a better understanding for each other that way we can come to each other with a humble heart um, humility and an understanding that way we can talk and tolerate and show tolerance for one another and love and uh, we can persevere um, Christian charity the, goes a long exactly. way exactly we can go right back up to chapter 4 verses 1 where it says walk in the manner worthy of your calling with, with which you have been called with all humility and gentleness with patience showing tolerance for one another and love being diligent to persevere the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace we are to walk as 
Paul states right here, as in there is one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, through and all, and all. And uh, so, Lee, where can they find us? Well, you can go to our website, guyswithbibles.com. That's where the blogs are. That's where you can listen to audio of the podcast. But you should really jump into the podcatcher of your choice and hit subscribe. We would very much appreciate that. Um, You can also find us on social media and all sorts of places. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at guyswithbibles. You can like our page on Facebook, and you can come join our Facebook group. Um, So you would just... Search us on there. You can hit the uh, request to join, and uh, we'll get you in there. Um, you can also email us directly at guyswbibles at gmail.com, and we do have open DMs on Twitter and Instagram. Um, so it would be awesome to get some feedback if anybody has any big questions or statements, uh, thoughts as you read through this passage with us, anything big that occurs to you. Uh, drop us a message. Uh, we're very responsive, and it's always fun to have a conversation going off the air. So we uh, we enjoy that a lot, and uh, we welcome it. All right. Uh, while, while you're also cruising the internet, you should go to our show notes, which has links to our social media, and also a link to the rest of the Bar Network. So we're part of an ever-growing um, and dynamic network of, of gospel-centered podcasters that you would do well to subscribe to. So uh, go find those, and uh, you'll thank us. I know you will. Or you won't. Or you won't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we are Guys with Bibles, and we are out.